Merry Christmas. And welcome to the News Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. Jeremy, we are doing kind of a holiday movie, you would say. It's got holiday aspects it got, to it. It has holiday aspects of it. Yeah. I would say it has people in it that also are synonymous with holiday. You yes. would say so. More I, than one. I would. Yeah. Uh, but we are doing the uh, 1945 Leo McCary movie, The Bells of St. Mary. This is episode 124, uh, by the way, of the Deuce podcast. Yes. We uh, gave our introductions already, so you know who we are. But this is um, The and Bells I'm of St. Mary. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, I'm Brad. And we're going back in time, I guess, to two seconds ago. Um, like I said, it's the uh, it's actually the sequel to uh, Going My Way, which won the Academy Award the previous year, nineteen forty four, starring Bing Crosby as Father O'Malley, and uh, uh, gosh, this stars Ingrid Bergman. Um, it also stars Henry Travers. You might know him as Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Um, the reason why we say that this is kind of uh, people say this is kind of a holiday movie. It they, has it has some aspects in it. There's it, a scene yeah. in it where they they do kind of uh, you know Jesus's birth kind of pageantry kind of yeah. thing. It's basically a, it's a holiday story in the same way that like Harry Potter is. Like they always have a Christmas thing like right in the middle of the movie because yeah. it's a holiday. It's a holiday, but it really spans an entire school year, and that's what they're getting at. Yes. So there is yes. there is an absolutely adorable right. part. In the middle of this movie, <laughs> oh, oh, Christmas yes. part that that is melts fantastic. your heart. That if you do not like at least crack a smile at it, you have no heart. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely true. We'll talk about that. But first, uh, a little bit about this movie. This movie is the first sequel ever nominated for an Academy Award. So um, why not do it here on the Deuce, right? Yeah. So uh, that's some information uh, to uh, to throw at people that that uh, this is actually a movie. That is a sequel to Going My Way that was actually nominated for Academy Award. So that's awesome. Um, Bing Crosby was nominated again for uh, Father O'Malley. He's the first person ever to be nominated for playing the same role. Yes. Later on, that would happen for... um, No, I don't think so. Has it been? Maybe... um, I I I don't think think that's ever happened before, has it? Yeah. After that? Rocky. Oh, Rocky. Maybe Rocky. At least... Anyone Rocky from Bell. Lord of the Rings? Maybe uh, Gandalf? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to I research have to that up. one, too. Yeah. Uh, this was enormously popular at the time. It uh, it uh, had receipts of $8 million in North America alone in its initial run in 1945. $8 million it, it gained in 1945. Well, you had the... You had Ingrid Bergman, who got a won an Oscar the year before. For Gaslight. For Gaslight. Sure. And... Bing Crosby for mm. the year before. For going for my way. Going my way. Right. And so you take these two powerhouses and put them together in a movie with some other fan favorites. Right. Um, and like, because there was a. Put a nun, put a nun school and, you know, parochial school. Well, yeah. But like Joan, Joan Carroll was sure. massively popular at the time. She was the, she plays a girl named uh, Patsy. She uh, was a child star. She was the first uh, Hollywood child star to be brought to Broadway to, like, make the transition from, like, uh, a child actor to make a, a transition from mm. stage or from screen to stage. Okay. Um, Usually it's the other way around nowadays. but Yes, yeah. And so she she started with that. She was hugely popular. She had uh, she just been in Meet Me in St. Louis, a couple of things like this. Sure, I think this was, the, like, this was the, the her youngest, last. The youngest daughter in Meet Me in St. Louis, The right? middle daughter. Oh, the middle daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was her... Last or next to last movie? I, they both came out the same year. She's what, what, 16 in this? I swear. She's like... Yeah, know, she's not that old. She's not that old. But she retired after this and just went to do whatever. So, yeah, she stopped acting after this movie, as did Martha Sleeper, who p- plays Patsy's mom. Sure. This was her last movie, and she was she was up alongside really? like Faye Ray and like all those actresses. She'd like been from around old, for a long from time. The, from the yeah. forgotten years? Yep. And she actually I went to... That. She went to Puerto Rico... 
After that, she opened a boutique. She, you know, lived there for many years until, like, I think it was, like, the 60s, and then she retired in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But, like, you have all these people who were well-known at the time. Right. Um, Speaking of Henry Travers, this is his first film. No, I'm just joking, because that guy's old. Yes, he is old. He was old then. Yes. Yeah, so... So, there, yeah, so there's, there's that. I was also going to say that uh, with inflation, uh, that would mean that this was this is considered the 57th highest grossing film of all time. Oh, yeah. If you include inf- inflation. That's crazy. That this little small movie that's, is, that's filled with warmth and filled with, with, you know, that kind of tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah. Liam McCary is a guy, is a director who directed Duck Soup, An oh. Affair to Remember. Uh, the Awful Truth, uh, a lot of Laurel and Hardy movies. So mm-hmm. um, when you talk about like slapsticky comedy like that, it doesn't get nominated um, as much as dramas are concerned. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So when you have movies like this, <clears throat> that kind of pulls at the heartstrings a little bit, even that doesn't get nominated as, as much because people think it's melodramatic. Um, and I, I just think he does it in, in a smart way. Yes. And I think he does it in ways that like, does it manipulate you? Oh fuck yeah, it does. Oh my god! But it does it in a, in a, in such a such a way that you're like, okay, I forgive you. Yeah, there's so you many, know what I mean. There's so many. You get moments. rewarded though. <laughs> there's so many moments in this movie where, uh, it just it's like gut punches. Uh, yeah, but it's great though. Like that's the, it's very, uh, passionate. It's mm-hmm. very you know. Just, I don't know how to describe gut wrenching. Like it's very good stuff. Yeah, he punches you in the gut like at least four or five times, especially towards the end of the movie. And you're like, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, why didn't this win the Academy Award? Then you ask. Well, this is the same year that uh, The Lost Weekend, Mildred Pierce, Suspicion, all these movies came out in 1947 that kind of uh, get talked about a little bit more than this movie. Although this movie is mentioned and for the reasons why we did mention it, because some people do think this is a holiday movie. Uh, do we have a plot synopsis on this, Jeremy? Uh, we do. Let me get over to that here. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Father Chuck O'Malley is assigned as the pastor of an inner city Catholic school and has to work with its dedicated but stubborn principal, Sister Mary Benedict. O'Malley and Sister Mary Benedict have frequent disagreements. He feels the school should be closed and the children sent to a nearby school with modern facilities, but all of the sisters believe that God's uh, that God will provide for them. Specifically, they put their hopes on Horace P. Bogardus, a businessman who has built a modern building right next door to the school and whom they hope will donate his new edifice to them. That's pretty much the movie. I mean, there's nothing else to talk about, right? We're yep. done. We're all done. Right, good night, folks. Yeah, and no. the sequel is king. The sequel is king. No, there's a little bit more to get into this. But before we do, Jeremy, we are no phonies. Did that you know that? True. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. It is true. Um, what is the No Phony Podcast Network? So the No Phony Podcast Network is a ragtag group of people who get together mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> who just you know explore uh, different genres, different things, and they all work mm-hmm. through together. Mm-hmm. Do you okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they work through together, support one another, uh, and they uh, just promote great broadcasts. So yeah. make sure you go and who's check the them podcast out. of the month? No, who's the podcast of the month, Jeremy? I don't know. Mm, Brooks Reading Podcast would yes. be the podcast of the month. Thanks. Yeah, thought I'd let you know that. <laughs> it was as you were telling me no to. No, so I was telling you, don't, you don't have to look that up. I know it. Oh, good. So if I know it. I'll ask you the question because I All know right. you don't know it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Super awesome. Super awesome. Did we mention Ingrid Bergman was in Gaslight? Okay. Anyway, uh, back to Bells of St. Mary. Go on. All right. Back to Bells of St. Mary. All right. I, like, I said that like we had a commercial break for some reason. I'm back to Bells of St. Mary. Um, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with uh, the what? At the beginning. That's usually what people. You're going to be difficult. You're going to be difficult on this one. <laughs> yes. This is their, this is people's Christmas gift that you're going to be difficult with <laughs> this me. This is their Christmas gift. This is their Christmas gift that you're oh going to be boy. difficult with me, huh? Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. No. So I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like we just uh, we kind of set the, the synopsis up here a little bit. 
this is your deal. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Too much caffeine this morning? Yes, or? too much caffeine. I didn't have any. Oh, no, that's the problem. Yeah. It's just the opposite. I know. It's crazy. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, we find out, we open up with uh, Father uh, Charles O'Malley. Charles O'Malley. Who we know from Going My Way. Look, Going My Way, yeah, we know him from Going My Way, right? Yeah. And, like, this is kind of the opening of Going My Way, too, that he is sent to a different parish to, to kind of, like, um, not change things, but kind of, like, evaluate things yeah of what's going on yeah that's how he was in the first movie too as well he's almost like an i think that like he's kind of this guardian angel kind of thing in a way where like mary poppins just kind of flies in and like i do i really believe that like father o'malley is this uh kind of a guardian angel that kind of helps kind of push blah blah look a, a true when you're talking about a true main character yeah, that try that actually changes his views a little bit, because uh, to me you should have some conflict where where our main character kind of learns something, right? Yeah, it grows and it grows. He's not like that though. I think that's Ingrid Bergman's character, right? Would you say where he grows and he? I think Ingrid Bergman grows more in this movie. Is what I'm saying. Uh, than, I do than too. He, than he does. I do. I do too. He's like he's, he's like a. He's like a Catholic Mary Poppins. That's what I mean. He's yeah. like, he kind of flies in and like... Father kind of, Poppins. Yeah, Father Poppins. Kind of flies in and Father Poppins. <laughs> right? Yes. No, like, we... In these movies, we don't really know... No, we don't have a scene where someone's talking to him saying, you're going to go to St. Mary's. Yeah. You know, here's what you have to do, right? Right. He's it's all arrived. exposition into it. Which I actually like because it kind of, to me, and maybe not to the average viewer, but to me that's that's a little bit of a mystery behind that. That maybe he is just sent from something mm-hmm. um, divine or maybe not. We don't know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Now, I know I'm just reading into that and it, it, it could be just that he's, you know, sent to this. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? I feel like he is Father Poppins. Well, and I kind of question... If he is, if I really always question if he is what he says he is, yeah, mainly because not just from that, but like maybe he's just higher up in the order. Um, mm. because as we see, like a lot of times he just reaches out to people or he gets a hold of somebody up the chain, yes, and they just are like, Whoop, yep, sure, and yeah. do whatever he says, yes. And so it's like, is he really like, or is he more of like, hey, I'm gonna go hands on and just be a priest, right? And you know, let people think I'm just your average priest and, and really I'm something else. But really he's not because like even you, there was a scene where you paused when he's talking to uh, Patricia's uh, mom. Oh yeah. And the way that you go ahead. Why, why you paused it? Well, let's, um, let's set it up just a tad mm. more first. So like basically it's the school. Uh, so St. Mary's is a school and it's falling apart. It's right. basically old. The city has grown up around it. And there's less parishioners. They're having more kids they have to take care of mm-hmm. and like work through these things. And there's just not, you know, they've been through. They just haven't haven't progressed with. The they times. haven't progressed. Um, They're kind of stuck in their ways. Well, not even necessarily just stuck in the ways, but like the building is is a dinosaur and it's falling apart. There's just not the money to take care of it. Um, and all around them, especially like next to them, they were forced to sell off. They had a playground right. that was next door. But when, when I mean they're stuck in their ways, I, I don't mean that as a bad thing. Yeah. I mean they're nuns stuck in their ways because they feel like that's their duty. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That if we pray, we will get we will get the building next door, which is what they think is going to happen. Yeah. Right. Well, they they very much realize you know that the benefits of having a modern building. Right, but the the money's just not there. In money's fact, they there. they had to the the place where Bogardus's building is, um, used to be their playground, and they had to sell that land, to, uh, basically had to sell that land off to pay the bills mm-hmm. and to make some repairs, because they had to get it up to city codes. Right, um, and even then, like you see, while while we're there watching like they're fixing the roof and they're doing this other work and they're trying to get stuff done um it's overcrowded there's a lot of you know stuff that needs well and we even like um we meet bogardus really soon like after the movie starts 
Mm-hmm. Um, we we establish him as this kind of jerk character, right? Kind of not the villain, but kind of like yeah, he's just the stodgy. Yeah, he's like think of like Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life, but mm-hmm. not so evil. Right. He's just a curmudgeon. Yes, but not like based on the bank, more based on, you know, yeah, property. Just, yeah. Because there's nothing, there's no bad people that are, are, are rooted in property. Uh, none <laughs> that I can think of. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. So, uh, Bogartis has built this huge building next to uh, Trump to, Tower. To, to St. Mary's. <laughs> uh, but no, he, um, that's when I think we get the first like kind of expository dialogue about right. like what's going on. What's going on? He says, "Well, you know, what? Uh, you know, are you going to sell it?" And he goes, "Well, they seem to want to stay here, and they seem to think that they can do this." So I well, don't know. I'll have to think to about he it. He came in because he was supposed to really sell it, right? Yes. He's they they to told them that um, the higher ups, whoever they were, said you kind of need to like reevaluate and see what's going on with yeah. it and see if it's the right thing to do. Yeah. As far as I think he's this. supposed to close this, make this he's supposed to make year. kind of make the deal. Yeah. He's the deal maker. Yeah. Kind of in a way. And uh, so he's talking with him. He said, well, it's going to take some time because they think this and I want to like, you know, make sure we do this the right way. And Bogardus says, well, if you don't sell it to me, the city, the city council is going to condemn it. And then you'll be forced to pay for the demolition. And he goes, well, how do you know the city council is going to do that? And he said, well, I sit on the city council. Right. Well, there you go. So I'll make sure it happens. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, okay. Uh, But, you know, he's trying to work through everything. But that's when you first learn kind of what's going on. But you also get the the feeling that, like, uh, O'Malley is not just going to be bullied into doing this or just sign off and be like a shit about it. He's. Like, well, I gotta do my due diligence. He's, he's asking. He's asking everything. He's asking the questions, and he's yeah. making sure that this is the right thing to do. He's not just rushing into it and going. Uh, oh, he's just saying, uh, "St. Mary's is closed. There, you can have your parking lot." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's there to make sure that uh, this is the right fit. Uh, to make sure everything's going smoothly. Uh, I mean, this is a big. This is a big deal. I mean, yeah. you're gonna close the school. It's not like you know. Something that you should take lightly. Yeah. And you get a sense of like, I think this is a good scene too to get a sense of like being Crosby and how his character kind of operates because mm-hmm. he does this. Uh, he says, um, like Bugardus says, well, the kids can go to St. Vincent. And he's like, is it close? Like, is it close for them? And he goes, Bugardus goes, well, that's where I went to school. Like, it's it's close enough. That's That's where I went to school and I lived around here. He goes... Well, why don't we go walk over there then? Yes. He calls him out, basically, kind of does a sly, would you be willing to walk Yeah, would you be willing to walk? Here's the thing about Bing Crosby that I love, and especially love him in these movies. There's a swagger about him Mm -hmm. without swaggering. Yes. You know what I mean? You just, like, when he's talking, when he's singing, when he's explaining something, you're just picturing him swaggering. Like, he's cool. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And he's cool in a way that's, not cool and cool at the same time where it's above you. Do you know what I mean? But he's not talking down to you. He's talking your level. And I'm like, that's cool to me. I like that. And that's why I feel like he's, he's father Poppins, especially because he has that pork pie. uh, What are those pork pies? Yeah. Pork pie hats. That to me is like a halo kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It is. So, I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's round. It's like a halo. Yeah. It's got this Harold like he's a Hill guardian looking angel. thing with, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got the, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, basically, he goes and checks it out, and he's investigating, you know, and I think he's, we get the sense he's not going to be pressured into one way or the other. He's going to do it on his time, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. So, um, yeah. Now we have the Patricia, Patricia's mom scene. Yes. Because he's walking back. Yeah, he's walking back. So this scene is great. So this scene, uh, again, we have Martha Sleeper, uh, who plays Mary Gallagher. Uh, She approaches uh, O'Malley and says, like, hey, my daughter, you know, are you taking kids? Are you like, what's going on here? Um, And so he, she asks if they will board uh, Patsy and he's like yeah like what what's going on 
and she basically says something about um she says something about the uh, like she met a guy many years ago she ran away with him to get married uh she said she was pregnant and he was like well you know i'm he was in a band so he's like well i'm going to go do this so i'm going to go tour or whatever and he left her in syracuse and the baby and never came back mm-hmm. uh, because he was scared. And we've been to Syracuse. It's hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they had Funkin' Waffles. That they had Funkin' Waffles there, yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, and we used the hospital bathroom. We did because, well, whatever. We had yeah. to. We were waiting for Funkin' Waffles to open we were. up. And there's, open up, there's Funkin' student, Waffles. And their student lounge. We Why are you opening up at 11, Funkin' Waffles? <laughs> we went and hung up in the student lounge at I the University think it was like of Syracuse. Yes and, yes, and that Asian girl was all like... I need you to open this for me. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, we were like pickle jar openers for Sure, people. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, so she comes up and talks to her. Um, uh, Mary does. She's talking to him. Yeah, look, and she's says, kind of a floozy. Well, no, right? she says like, she says, but my daughter is getting to be a big girl. Right. Uh, I don't want her to find out. She's, she's, you know, she thinks I'm not that great of a person and I don't want her around to find out that I'm not. Uh, Not. Yes. And so she alludes to the fact that she probably has done what she's had to do. She's probably done some sex work or something like that. (gasps) Jeremy. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, she probably has. Right. That's what they're alluding to. Right. That's what they're alluding to. And, uh, I was just like, oof, like that's, it's a pretty big mm-hmm. thing in there. Um, but <laughs> Father O'Malley, and this is where we pa- we had to watch it more than once. Yeah. Because I was like, wow. Father O'Malley goes, well, he goes, you know, that's, that's fine. He's like, you know, if, if you're, you obviously care about your daughter, you're taking care of your daughter. And so that's he's all pretty, right. He's pretty much saying you can't be that bad if you care yeah. about your daughter. Yeah. He goes, you can't be that bad. You're here. You're caring for right. her. And you're like, oh, remember when people were like that instead of judging people? Yeah. And that happens a lot in this movie where you you get reminded about like when when you hear the phrase, um, uh, what's that stupid phrase that Trump always says? Make America great again? Yeah. It, it, I think that he doesn't mean this because this is actually wonderful. I think there's yeah. a progressiveness that happened through a certain time where people were going, look, I yeah. get that. I'm not going to judge you because why would I judge you? Because then, then, you know, then God would judge me or someone would judge me for judging you. Let's see what we can do to help you. Instead, people are just are awful today and like, well, screw you. Well, you know, you're going to be on, you're going to be on food stamps. You're going to do this and do that. And I have to pay for it. It's like, well, fuck you people. It's, it's very interesting. Um, there is, um, so this is before that era of like McCarthyism mm-hmm. and like the, so there of course was an era when it didn't say in God, we trust on our money. Right. There is a scene where they are doing the pledge of allegiance and they don't say in God, we trust. And they're at a parochial school and you're like, okay. Yeah. And, but because that got brought in by the Eisenhower years. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, you, you get that where you're like, oh my gosh, like this is before like the extreme evangelical kind of, you know, movement started up where it was like it became a power trip instead of a uh like a a way to like guide morality and things right. like that not that people were perfect with that by any means i mean you know we still had jim crow we still had all these other things but right um it, you know it, it was it's weird to like to not see that so ingrained where we had to like make sure we were like uh you know with God, under God, you know, like it wasn't yeah. like a. I think, I think the only one that really does that in this movie is the guy that owns the building, in a way, until until the end of the movie when he, you know, thinks he's going to die and then gives signs of the building over. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll talk about about that, but um, yeah. So uh, you have that, 
But um, what makes this movie wonderful is that that there isn't a performance by Ingrid. Let's talk about the performances, shall we? Yes. Ingrid Bergman gives one of the most, I think, funnest performances of her career. Yeah. So many times she's bogged down with trauma or she like I was talking to you about this, where it's like it's a very intense drama or very noir thing, and that she's forced to kind of like not smile. She's got a wonderful smile. She's a, it's a very beautiful Ingrid Bergman. She's in a nun outfit, right? Right. Yes. And so it's like, ah, uh, it's not really glamorous to be a nun, right? Yeah. But for some reason, she has so much fun doing this role, and you can see that every breath that she's on the screen, right? When she teaches the kid how to box. Oh my god! Which is a wonderful scene. It's probably, honestly, it's probably, it's probably my favorite mm-hmm. scene in the movie, just because it's like it feels very ad libbed mm-hmm. by her. I feel like. She had something she had to do, but she was all like, all right, let's do this. But when but when can you see her smiling that much? When do you remember seeing her smiling that much in a movie? I don't. You really. don't. But in this, she's smiling like all the time. Like she'll she'll look and she's just smiling. Yeah. Because she's her, her character is so joyous. Yeah. And, she, and so giving and so willing to just be like, but here's here's her flaw. Her her flaw is she has to follow the rules. Yep. The way that the God in the church says to her is, and the way that the school is, is that I can't go beyond that and make an exception for someone. Yeah. Because that's what the rules are. The rules are set there. Right. Yes. Even though she is having fun about that, she has that little aspect of her, which which in contrast with Bing Crosby, who's kind of like, hey, well, maybe we should have we should all have a vacation day an extra scoop of ice well, cream yeah his is his you is the exact mean? opposite though like his is he's just like do whatever like he the he, the first thing he does when he gets there is declare a vacation day and right. immediately the kids but how start Mary climbing Poppins on is that though, yeah. right like it's like okay vacation yeah the kids start climbing on shit next mm. door they you know like he, they're like well, you didn't check with the superintendent mm-hmm. like these kids are you know, they're just wandering around now. Like, it, basically, they run into the fact that this doesn't make, you know, like, you can't just do that. And he, it shows up multiple times. He, um, you know, where he, like, he basically helps a student with something. Right. And uh, he helps uh, Mayor, or, um, oh Patricia? Gosh. Yeah, Patsy with a, with a, with with a her. paper. With her paper. Yeah. And she starts quoting something. And it's very, like, obvious that this is something that he mm-hmm. dictated and he looks immediately at, uh, at sister Benedict. It was just kind of like, Oh my God. Like, like, I didn't like, do anything. and you see her kind of like, look mm-hmm. over him a little but bit. They like, do that on. a lot in this movie. Cause the, those two are kind of like, what happens in this movie is that they are, they both have two different ideologies, but they are kind of just playful at a moment. Mm-hmm. They're playful with each other about it. it. The thing Until the, the Patricia thing at the end, yeah, which gets very serious. There's nothing really that that is kind of so far um, that blocks them from each other. Yes, you know they're 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 kind of kindred spirits through the fact that like they're just kind of picking on each other or rubbing uh, yeah. each other's. They elbows. want they want the same end goal, right? But to get there, they yeah. go different means, and that's that. I think comes in mm-hmm. like you said that so uh, Patsy as a character like she isn't doing well in school she actually could do well but she shortchanges herself and I think like how her mother thinks that she's gonna think that she's a bum I think Patsy doesn't I think Patsy's like well it's time for I have to be strong my mm-hmm. mother has always worked and done whatever so like when she comes to the school she's like I don't need school I need to work and so, like, she was ready that she was out looking for jobs, pretending right. to be older than well, she was. that's what she knew. I mean, you know, she wanted to pretend older. Yeah. And they wanted to give her back her childhood, yes. in a way. Yeah. And so... so she, she's a character that's caught between both of those worlds. And she's she's in search of a, a character that she doesn't know that she's mm-hmm. looking for. Like, she's thinks she's looking for a mother figure mm-hmm. or, like, somebody to emulate. Because she, she finds her it mom in, at first. in Ingrid Bergman's character. Yes. But she's just like, I want to be a nun. And she's like, you don't, you know, you don't want to say that right now. Yeah. You want to experience life a little bit. You don't want to run away to become a nun. You want to run towards it. Yes, exactly. And for the um, service, not for, you know. Yeah. And so they, they 
you know, take kind of a shine to Patsy, uh, both Ingrid Bergman uh, and right. uh, Father O'Malley do. Father O'Malley. And so they both are helping her out. Um, but in the end, so Patsy goes and sees her mother. Right. And she, what she doesn't know is that Father O'Malley has tracked down uh, Patsy's father, Joe, and has in, like reacquainted the mother and father. You notice again, we don't know how he did that. Oh, he said, he said, well, he, no, he explains it. Does he, he says, he says, once a piano player, all, always a piano player. So I called the uh, like musicians union and went straight to the top and straight named to the, the top name, again. Yeah. Named the name of who it was. And he sent, he sent him over. He's BS. waiting out in the hall. BS, you're a fucking angel, dude. Yeah. So I was like, what? <laughs> How do you get all this? Yeah. Um, but it was like... for the uh, CIA? Come on. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's why I wondered if he was something higher up. Yeah. Not like what he says he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gets them together. Well, Patsy comes to show her mother her graduation dress, her like middle school graduation uh-huh. dress. And... Uh, all she sees is her mother and Joe, and he says, I'm going to get us the tickets to Syracuse because they're going to go, I think, get married mm. and just have their family back together. And so uh, he, Patsy hears that and thinks it's just some guy and thinks she's getting yeah, abandoned. Yeah, I wrote it off like, oh, like maybe Patsy's mom, like she thought Patsy's mom was going back to whoring. I think she thought that her mom was just abandoning her. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was kind of a little, little bit of both in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. Like she hooked, I think she hooked up with some guy and, yeah. you know, she's going to have fun while she right. has ditched me. Yeah. She ditched me over here with these sisters. And, yeah. Yeah. She and so she walks away sad and everything. Well, she basically spikes her test. Right. Like her final. Well, we find out she does that because she doesn't want to leave because yeah. this is the first kind of home she's ever really yes. felt. Yeah, but she kind of breaks her heart because she, like she realizes that, or Ingrid Bergman's character realizes she would have passed the test. Yeah, she just was doing that on purpose. Well, before so. we ever know that though, yeah, they have this great conversation about the right. test, and it's it's interesting because it's you see a lot of the same stuff we see now as far as like we need to hold these children to standards, right? You know, like yes, we can want to help them and everything, but like. The standard is, and they say in there that seventy-five was failing. So right. obviously, we've also we've also like lowered loosened that. up on that. We've loosened bit. that a lot. Uh, but they're like seventy-five is failing. Um, and he said, "Well, who sets who who sets what failing right. is? Who you know?" He's like, he tells a story about a guy he met who was bad at school, just dumb as a box of rocks when it came comes to school stuff. But he was great with building, great with his hands. He did all this stuff, and he he built a boat. And just, this guy was Donald Trump. Yeah, he built a boat because he wanted to and just sailed around, was missing school a couple of days just because he was sailing on the yeah. sailboat he built. And he ended up building his own shipyards. And so this kid who was not good in school has this flourishing business. And even people who were in, who got great grades in school who struggled through like the depression and mm-hmm. through whatever else, this guy always helped them out. Like he never turned to somebody away. He always had a job for them. And he was like, book smarts don't equal, mm-hmm. you know, like this, your value as a person. He's like, can't we just pass right, Which is like, another very progressive thing yeah. to think about. To, yes. to, to To have, especially in 1945. Yeah. Especially after a, a second war that we, you just went through. But even then, you know I, I mean? you're coming off of an era where like a lot of kids didn't finish school. Right. Because that's what I mean. Because they had the family farms to, to deal with and stuff. And actually, um, through some of my classes and stuff like that, we learned like, you know, it's, it's something you have to be conscious of with like other cultures, too. As far as like sometimes in a family, like it takes everybody to bring in the money, to yeah. bring in whatever. And so, like, you have to be conscious of the fact that different cultures may have where kids mm-hmm. may miss school more because they have obligations sure. in a, for, to the family. And so it's just interesting to see these and be like, wow. this!" And it was their first, like, hey, yeah. look, I know we played with these other things, but, like, this is serious. Right. And they have this conversation. Before we hit those gut punches that yeah. we were talking about, can we talk about the pageantry first? Yes. Well, 
So there's a pageant at the, well, they're not, it's not like really a pageant. They're like practicing for a play. Yes. Right. What a Christmas play. And Ingrid Bergman's character comes in and says, you gotta be quiet. Cause we're, you know, we're doing this over here. We got to be doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She does. Sometimes you can't understand. Anyway. Um, but I love her uh, in this movie. <laughs> so this, then, uh, well, yeah, I'll go, I'll go check out your play. So, um, we have a whole, what, 20 minutes pretty much of these kids doing recreating um marrying the manger kind of uh, yeah thing right the the nativity and story. the nativity scene and it's the most adorable thing you'll ever see in a movie does not move the plot along makes the movie longer than what it should be and i'm okay with it yeah it is it's just freaking Do you know what adorable I mean? but seriously though like that should not be in this movie yeah there's no reason it should yeah it doesn't help. It, there's nothing that that and, that tacks on to. I mean, maybe maybe the whole mother, you know, and kid thing, but even that like doesn't coincide with the plot yeah, that's going Patsy on. Isn't Patsy isn't part of this at all? No, but that's what I mean. Like, there's no reason for this being no, here, there isn't. and I'm so glad it is. But it's to me, it seems like it's a little bit of like weird misfit humor in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, kind of in a way, and it's like a little rascals. Yeah. But, like, you don't see, like, you don't see these kids. Like, the kids who are at the school don't seem like they're in that age range, at least the ones you see. Yeah, the ones, I don't get that you either. Like, I was just like, what is like this, the daycare or something? In, like, junior high range. Yeah, but right. But then there's these little, little kids. Well, they say if they're one, th- oh, like, for the, your eight years that you're there. So I'm going to assume that's, you know, kindergarten yeah. through eight, first yeah. grade or whatever. Yeah. Is, you know, before they go off to, yeah. to high school. Um, yeah, but like that's I thought that was weird too because you're like, oh, there's little kids here because mostly we've seen like 11 to 13 year old kids. Yes, right. We've not seen the like smaller. Yeah, kids. you've seen the junior high ones. Right. Um, but I just loved it. Yeah, I just thought there was a joy to it that like makes you just smile, and um, it's, it's in the middle of the movie. Like it's not it's not towards the at the end of it. Yeah, uh, it's just in the right place at the right time. Do you I know think what you mean? I think you need that too though, like to kind of break it up mm-hmm. because like. There's like, there is like melodrama that's happening in the middle of it mm-hmm. and like all these other things and like the storyline. I think this is a nice way to break it up, uh, but to yeah, also kind I mean, of like remind you that the year is passing. If you skipped Christmas. Yeah, that's true. If you skipped Christmas, it's the same thing Harry Potter does. If you skip Christmas, it just seems like one long, one long season. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, it's really been this long. And we already yeah. have a couple times where they were like. Did you do this after like a couple weeks ago, or like, hey, I noticed mm-hmm. this after the last couple weeks? And I'm yeah. Like, oh, two. You weeks mean the have kid passed? fought? The kid fought. It was two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really see the passage of time because yeah. like the kids aren't aging and like the seasons aren't changing until you get to Christmas, and then you're like, oh, I get it. That's true too. And then the, then you realize, and then like it's spring when when that happens. We'll talk all about that here soon. But I just wanted to just wanted to go look. This movie is funny. Yeah. But it's funny in a different kind of way. It's not. Yes. It's not. It's not like dialogue funny. It's there's gags that are funny. Yes, but it makes you chuckle. It's a chuckle funny kind of in a way, it, but it, in a good way. Yeah, you know. What I, I mean? think there's a lot of like uh, between Ingrid Bergman and uh, Bing Crosby. There's a lot of good like they are both very good at slight facial like oh boy like they make like little mugs and stuff yeah. like that. But they're not like goofy and over the top they're just like there's one time when father o'malley he tells somebody oh yeah this and this and uh he looks up like oh boy like he's yeah. looking to see if god's gonna strike him down for you know lying well, but it's it's like like i said the other movies that were nominated at the time are not this movie right yes. there's nothing that like is like oh this movie is kind of on its own the others are more like heavy dramas especially like a, like a neo-noir like Mildred Pierce, right? So then you have this kind of like crowd-pleasing movie because that's what it is. Yeah. If you're going to define this movie, it's kind of crowd-pleasing. You yeah. know, it kind of like check marks all the boxes off correctly to make sure you're going to have a fun time in the theater, right? So it's like, but they don't make movies like this anymore. When you get yeah. done watching this movie, you go, they don't make movies like this anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they make kind of noirs in a way. They don't make them like they used to, but they still have them. It's just like there's just something about this movie that's, I don't want to call it wholesome because it's not wholesome, but there's something forward-thinking and crowd-pleasing about this that yeah, I like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
So, and then now let's talk about the gut punches that happen. Yeah. But you're just like, okay, la da da, that was fun. Oh, what? I think I'm going to cry. Well, okay, so, um, basically, well, let's talk real quick, too, before we quite get to that, about the Bogardus thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, so, so Bogardus, um, so he was this crotchety businessman who wants to buy this out. Um, they're not out. And so he's being slowly driven crazy because he's waiting and having, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just driving him nuts. Um, and so he's not sleeping well. He's not doing, you know, he's basically rattled at this point. Um, and w- one day, uh, Sister Benedict, because you, she played baseball in the Midwest when she was younger, she was teaching them how to hit a ball. And hit it through Bogardus's window. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, the father go, or Father O'Malley goes to check on him, and he's just like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe this. And they said, is, well... Is that, does she have a Minnesota accent? Is that what that is? Mm, I knew it. <laughs> no, she said she was from Sweden. I know. But they settled in the middle in the uh, upper Midwest. And so uh, they end up... You know, he's just like, hey, well, they're coming over. Like, you know, kind of is like tells Bogardus, maybe this is your chance to talk, talk them into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like even the doctor is like or, you know, and then he tells uh, the other way around. He tells uh, the gals like he's in there. He's like, you know, whatever. Like, go talk to him. Go talk to him. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, oh, perfect. Try to convince him to. Yeah. You know, and so they both are like both talking about the other person giving up their property and he's envisioning the the church being a parking lot mm-hmm. for like 200 cars because parking's at a premium in the city and uh they are envisioning like the inside of like his office being a classroom right. and, and like a rec center a gym and yeah, yeah like all this yeah. amazing stuff and so they basically are just like think about it once you donate this to us it'll be great and mm-hmm. he's like what and so he's stressed out because of that. Right. And, but as time goes on, they're, they're talking through it. And the, uh, at one point, uh, sister Benedict. Right. Kind of passes, passes out. out. Yeah. She's not feeling well. She's short of breath. She passes out. And so Bogardus's doctor, uh, Bing Crosby calls Bogardus's doctor specifically mm-hmm. and calls him in and says, Hey, why don't you check her out? And he's like, well, you seem okay, but why don't you come check with me tomorrow and then we'll, we'll figure it out. And so, uh, O'Malley says to, yeah, um, to the doctor, go ahead. Yeah. O'Malley says something about like being a good person is good for your heart. Right. So, uh, he, you know, you know, like uh, his yeah. heart is kind of, uh, since he's got heart and I'm problems, like, is he going to kill him? Yeah, he goes, since he's got a bad heart, like right. maybe that's, uh, you know, a way to talk through that and whatever. It kind of puts the idea in his head that, like, think about it. You're doing fine and you have a good heart. And he's like, okay, yeah, I get it. So the doctor has said something at some point. But Gardas is like, oh, my God. And so he. he oh, my God, I'm going to die church. soon. Yeah. Because, because. So he goes. To, he uh, starts doing good things around yeah, the neighborhood. he starts doing good things. He sees O'Malley and he, like, saves a dog, which then the dog follows him. Mm. Uh, he saves, uh, he helps some lady on the bus. He goes to the church where he runs into, and the dog follows him in. Mm-hmm. He runs into the sister and he has this really great, like, think about like if, if Mr. Potter had a humanizing moment. In, yeah, it really does. You know, Bogardus does. And he says like, he's like, I've never had children of my own. I never much like children. He goes, children don't like me. He goes, most people don't like me. Right. She goes, why do you think people don't like you? Like, I think she's saying like, people like you, people can like right. you, you know? And they, so like, they like him, but yeah. they like him for his building. Right. But I, I think she's saying like, you're not a bad person. Right. And so he's like, you know what? The church is yours. That's fine. And so he signs it over. So they guilt him. They guilted him. Yeah. They gaslight. They gaslight. Like, I learned this on gaslight. Jesus. Let's do it. With the doctor saying, you know what? You're going to die unless you do some nice things. It's just an Ocean's Eleven style con. (laughs) Right. The whole time it's been this con. That's why there's so many celebrities in this movie because it's just a big Ocean's Eleven deal. It's Ocean's Four. 
but it's kind of a, but when he says that he when he says it's yours, I get kind of an emotional because yeah. she's like, say it, and she kind of mouse it with him, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, like what they've been wishing for and praying for actually came true, and yes. I kind of get a little emotional about that because yeah. I'm like, wow, good for them because something yeah. good came for them. Because they're nice nuns. They're not doing anything terrible. Yes. They just want the best for their community. And I'm yes. like, yes. So I got, got a little emotional yeah. during the scene. Not as much as later on. Yeah. Then there's another scene where they're, they're flung Patricia. Well, okay, before that happens. No, not before that yes, happens. Yes, when, when Bogardus is leaving the building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think this is such a weird moment. I think it's a weird moment, but too. I think it's like a tease. But it reminds me of of the apartment, but go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just a tease moment. So, like, Bogardus is leaving. He's like, I'm going to go over there right now to set up the papers. Yeah. And he calls his dog out, which is now he's basically adopted this dog. Uh, he calls the dog. They head out. And she's like, yes. And then you hear cars screeching or tires screeching and a thump. And you're like, oh, damn, he yeah. died right outside. And they open the door and he just gets up and he's like, nope, I'm OK. See, I'm OK. And like, oh, I put that in. I, thought, I always think it's so weird to put that scene in. Yeah. But maybe like think of, though, because the first person who like runs over there is, isn't like that O'Malley. Doesn't he? Isn't he like bend your knees? You're OK. Mm, I don't or is know. that her? Like. I think she just says bend your knees. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, he lives. I was like, such a weird moment. I think it's a weird but moment. But I think it's like a tease with like a, oop, you thought he was going to die, but he didn't. Because it's like, that's a melodrama. Oh, maybe thing. it's like, hey, you're doing something good. Look what happened to you. Yes. You lived. You lived. Yeah. Kind of thing. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, it's, it's almost a tease for the viewers too. Yeah. To be like, it's, you think like, it's the classic. Well, that's what it reminds like, me of the ending of The Apartment. When, when Shelly McLean thinks that that uh, I don't want to ruin it, but yeah. Shelly McLean thinks a gunshot went off and it was something yeah. else. Anyway, let's go to Patricia because Patricia yeah. is like heart heart wrenching for me. Patricia, like uh, they don't like he says O'Malley says do what you want. I'm not going to force you to graduate her. Yes, and so which I think is amazing. It puts her hey do what do you want what you want. She says, "I can't do it. I can't. I can't let her graduate. She didn't. Do, she didn't make the marks, right? Yeah. So, but then, so it's graduation day, and her parents show up. You know, uh, but she doesn't know it's her dad, obviously. And she's like, "Oh no!" And um, there's this heart to heart moment with Ingrid Bergman and her. Mm-hmm. And then her parents show up, and then um, and uh, Father O'Malley's there, showing them around. And they say something like, um, why aren't you, you should be graduating. Why aren't you, um, uh, you know, dressed yet? And Ingrid Bergman goes, we were just talking about that. You know, why don't you get dressed? And, and like, all of a sudden she looks and she's like, oh, okay, like I am graduating. Yeah. And I get like choked up. And like, you look over at Bing Crosby and he's just like, has the biggest like, mouth open like i can't believe she just let him, her do that yeah she broke the rules her own rules that she has mm-hmm. in order to have this this wonderful woman wonderful girl graduate yeah to be with her family because she says this is my real dad oh, yeah. are you really my dad yeah. you know yes i'm really your dad cool. and it's such touching moment that could get a little bubble gummy if, yeah. if done incorrectly which well, doesn't I think. there's like a moment of clarity where like because cause that's where, like we said before, she said, yeah. I want to be a nun because she's looking at her yeah. sister Benedict, like her mother figure. I want to be a nun. And she goes, no, don't say right, that right. yet. You have a whole life. You be what you want to be. Don't be like be like me or like your but mother that's pretty or whatever. Good. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. It, why and are you she, doing this to me? Well, she, she says like. Oh, this and this, and like says some things that she should have known on the test, and she basically admits mm. that she spiked the test. Right. And she says a few things That's that, what we said. that yeah. she's just like, oh my yeah. god, like uh, she should have passed, but without retesting her, like right. you said, then she was like, you know what, you passed, you passed, whatever. Yeah. yeah. The other one, of course, is the end of the movie, which is just such a like oh. gut punch. Yeah. Like. Mm. Um, is that we find out that she has that uh, Ingrid Bergman has tuberculosis. Yeah, and she early stages. Be, yeah, early stages. Which how did she get that? I don't know. That's kind of the only like real weird thing. Yeah, like we don't see somebody coughing on like, her or know, like you know. she just gets tuberculosis. And um, 
And so she, they have to send her away, away from children. Yeah. Uh, someplace warm, which, by the way, she likes cold. At yes. The, at the beginning of the movie. Yep. I like cold. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, God, this is foreshadowing yeah. towards the end of the movie that you're not going to, you know, everything you hate yep. and you dislike is going to happen to you. But uh, um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, so the doctor says um, she's got such a joyous spirit. Yes. We wouldn't, don't tell her Yes, this is what it is. Don't you tell guys, her. You guys get reassigned to places for no reason yeah. all the time, which... Yeah, okay, I'll give him that. So O'Malley says, uh, we're going to have to transfer you at the beginning of the year, so you will not be the principal the next yeah. year after they're moving stuff into the building. Yeah. And she she's heartbroken because St. Mary's is her life. Yeah. But she's like, but I'm going to be around kids. And she's like, he's like, no. He's like, she thinks, I think she thinks it's because of what happened with Patricia. Yes. And we all know that it's not. It's because yeah. she's got tuberculosis and that he's doing this for the best for her. Yeah. So she lives. And so they're all walking away because, uh, you know, they're sending her off. And he says, come here for a second, sister. And uh, he tells her. Yeah. The reason why you're leaving is because you've got t- early stages of tuberculosis. Yeah. And the biggest smile comes on her face. Yeah. And you're like, why is she smiling? Yeah. And it's because she's like, I thought it was, you know, because of me, because of what I, I did. failed. Yeah. What I failed, it, it's not. Yeah. You know, and so she has the big smile on her face. She walks away. And like, honestly, this is probably my favorite moment of Bing Crosby, where Bing Crosby just is like, just looking at her like, what an amazing woman that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Maybe I didn't even need to be here, but he did. But, you know, but he doesn't. I mean, he kind of learned something, but it's mostly her. Yes. At the end of the movie, like learning to kind of adjust and to learn how to live life in ways that in, in situations that aren't necessarily tailored towards her. Yes. You know what I mean? And so I think that's an important lesson to learn. And that's what I learned from this movie. But yeah. You've been deuced on that, right? Yeah, I think gut so. punch. Oh God, yeah, it's and like the thing that's every all the nuns are waiting outside along with O'Malley waiting to send her off. She's in the chapel just bawling, yeah. and praying to God. And I'm like, oh God, yeah. Well, let's do our five questions. All right, shall we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the best part of this movie is? Um, look, it's Ingrid Bergman for me in this movie. This is a performance of Ingrid Bergman that you don't see. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like it's like Audrey Hepburn should be doing something like this and not Ingrid yeah. Bergman. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking too. It's like why did you cast her? But like I'm glad you did. Oh yeah, very much. Because I got I get to see her at least one role of her where she's not like being a tragic you know you know yeah. old spinster or something about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like Bing Crosby, yeah, you're you're wonderful. You could do whatever. You could sing the phone book and we would be okay. Yeah. But this is just Bing Crosby doing Bing Crosby again. He gets like three musical numbers in this movie. Yeah, it's like you're just doing the same thing you did a year ago before that and you were in the Academy Award for. This is not a challenge for you. To me, this is more of a challenge for Ingrid Bergman, making Ingrid Bergman probably the best part of the movie. Yes. I don't know about you, but that's me. Uh, Yeah, you know, and I think like, and I love the interactions between those two. Also, the humor is pretty good. The humor is pretty good. I love the interactions between those two. And I think, like, she does really well with the timing and everything. But I think, like, nothing, like, the, the pageant's cute and whatever else. But, like, her performance is the top. She's not this. known like, for comedy, right? She goes from, no, not really. She goes from, she has these moments of just, like, just bubbling over with joy. She has these moments of self-doubt that you see. Even the scene, like, she's... You get that she has this, like, hidden athleticism (laughs) that she, like, kind of puts to the side. Like, they go to... And I buy it, too. Yeah, and they go to pick up a book Mm -hmm. for, like, boxing, and she is playing with the bat. Like, like she's taking swings with it, and this guy's looking at her like, why does this not have a baseball bat? (laughs) And then later she picks up a ball and, like, plays around with it a little bit it's like you get the sense that of who she was too and like things that she gave up Mm -hmm. for her vows Mm -hmm. and she takes them seriously which we see throughout this but she also learns to 
you know, to embrace the humanity mm. piece of it too. Like she just does so much there. But like to me, something that stands out is the it has to do with the the fight with the kids. Like she talks about <laughs> she told Eddie, the one boy, um, you know, she always told him, Don't fight. You know, with this other kid's gonna pick on you, don't fight him. Turn the other cheek. And he just got his butt handed to him. And so she goes and she learns about boxing because they, they have a disagreement about like, uh-huh. um, Bing like, Crosby's like, do. yeah, I need yeah. to take care of that boy. But ben like, should be Eddie should also be able to defend himself. Like he's got to be, you know, the world isn't going to. Yeah. It's probably the most sexist thing in this yeah. movie is that he's just like, how bad. And if you're around women too much, you know, yeah. it's, and I'm like, what? Who? Yeah. It's, it kind of gets a little. You know, but he so she's like, all right. So she gets a book on boxing and learns yeah. how to box. It actually is like picks it right up. Yeah. And so like there's this whole scene where she's like Bob and weave and do all this stuff. And like it seems like she probably had a, what to do, but she kind of ad libbed her way through it, I think, because she's trying to do all yeah. these things like it was very it was a great scene, um, very cute. And then later the kid gets in a fight and she's watching him. <laughs> and like there's so much she says without saying a damn word. Without saying a damn thing, which she's, she, she's always been great at that. Yeah. But that this is more of a comedy thing. Yeah. Well, she, she does this thing like so Eddie gets tripped and he's like, okay, I'm going to go. Like you kind of get the, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm doing this. So he starts fighting the other kid and she's kind of pantomiming like pantomiming. little punches and doing whatever. And Bing Crosby, of course, sees it <laughs> and is just watching her like, what is going on? And so she's like doing some of these bobs and weaves and um, like at one point Eddie holds the kid and looks like he's just going to start like right. she's like no no fighting no. dirty and she gives him the don't do that. Right like, because she follows she's the rules. teaching him to she's, fight with honor. She, uh, and if fight. she's teaching him she's teaching him fighting. Yes. But she's teaching him the rules. Yes. She's not teaching him how to play dirty. She's teaching yes. him the rules which is what she is. Next question. Um. Reboot, continue, or cancel? Well, they made this into a TV show that lasted a, a whole season. Really? And Father O'Malley was played by um, Gene Kelly. Oh. Which I could kind of get around that. Yeah. Because he has that swaggerness to Yeah, him. but he's he's got a different but kind of swagger. It's, it's not so much smooth as right, it is. It's like, not as smooth. He's a little bit more Harold Hill and a little bit less <laughs> Father O'Malley. But I'm for willing me. to kind of uh, I don't know try to find it and see what what, what it's about. Yeah, you know I'd be I mean? interested. So it's called Going My Way, of course, based on the first movie. Yeah. Um, uh, reboot. I say reboot. I say do some make it again. Make something. Make make uh another Poppins. You know, Father Poppins about it. Yeah. You know. Um, I think you can. I think if you have the right, you have to have the right actor. Yeah. And I think you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I say Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I say even some other people, some, some older people, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of, yeah. you know, them right now because I'm stalling, but because I can't think of people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that, that there is something that we're missing today in in the culture that, that is so divided and it's so... You know, you, you right. I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, you stay over here on this side of the fence. You stay on this side of the fence. Yeah. yeah. I think we need something like this. Yeah. And so I say reboot. Um, or continue or whatever. Well, you can't yeah. continue. They're dead. But you know what I mean? The. I would have. I would have liked to see a third movie. I almost would have liked to have seen a reboot. But as a spinoff of Sister Act 2. <laughs> and have it been the school. Have it be that school. Okay. And that, you know, basically the premise of it, like where it's a, it's a Catholic okay. school, but that's failing. But like show that, you know, them working through that kind Who of knows? a thing. So I that's I almost would have done more with that. But like it's there's also a lot that's changed as far as like boarding and like all this other stuff. Like, I don't know that you would get the same kind of. Not unless you made it a period piece. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking to make it a period piece. Oh, yeah. Then maybe yeah, no. yeah, I could probably see that. No, I'm talking. But look, you can make it a period piece and still talk about, you know, themes that are projected of today. Oh, yeah. You know, so no. No, 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 no. I don't want them to set it in now times. 
We're going to do it. Do it a period piece. Yeah. Maybe you can continue that time period of where they're at, you yeah. know, in the 40s, you know, you know, before the 50s. Well, isn't this just the facts of life? Is <laughs> Joe is the facts of Joe life are all about you. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I guess I could I could see it kind of in a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested in that. And yeah. Joey G. Love would be a good uh, Father O'Malley. Yeah. Well, I'm just be. trying to think of other people, and I just put us on the spot about thinking yeah. of other people, and I apologize for hmm. that. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, maybe, maybe a little too Playing slimy. a priest. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, Joey uh, G. Love would be really good. He would be good, too. I think about it. But also, we have this very different That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, people. I'm sorry. We keep saying Joey G. Love like our audience knows yes, our abbreviations. Like, like, they know like, how they, close we, we are. Oh, we know. They... Oh, is that 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 uh, that that uh, inside joke that they have as a married couple? Yeah, we understand. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm so used to saying Joey G. Love. Joey G. Love. Like, yeah, I forget to say his whole name. Yeah, we're very close to Joseph Gordon Levitt. We're like <laughs> we call him Joey. We're G. tight, Lev. so we call him Joey G. Lev. Eddie J. So. Alm- almost. <laughs> Eddie J. Eddie J. Eddie J. Almost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's so, our third question? Because we're totally like not on this. I was okay. say we have we have a very different view on priests anymore so that's, that's why this do. makes me this makes it a little tough for me well that's why i'm like a period piece even because like i i i shudder a little bit with it we're not doing we're not redoing doubt it's a period piece through whatever whatever third question does this movie stand on its own it, it it very much does in a yeah. weird way it stands on its own like we don't have to know the first movie in fact, if you didn't know that this was a sequel, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't no. know. Unless you knew that Going My Way was the first movie that Father O'Malley was from Going My Way. There's no mention of the first movie. Mm. Nothing at all. So it stands completely on its own. I agree. I agree. Like, this movie definitely can stand on its own. It's, it's just connected In a good way, a it does. And the, yes. that, that's why I'm saying I actually wanted a third movie. I yeah. think it would have been fine to do... You know, a third movie. Yeah. I like this whole Father Pop Poppins thing. Honestly, like, if I was going, if I would have done a sequel back in the day, mm-hmm. I would have done it with Ingrid Bergman in Arizona. I agree. I, we'll talk about that in the next okay. question. Ask that question, yeah. please. Would you watch the first one? No. This does not make me want to watch the first one. It makes me want to have a third movie. It makes me want to actually know more about her spin her off in Arizona. I actually want to know more about her. I'm interested in her and her story and how it continues because I think she's a great character. Would you continue a period piece of her in Arizona? Yes. Yes. Wouldn't you? Yes. Yes, I would. I think that, that, uh, yeah, I, I think back then I would, I don't think I would now. Yeah. You're, you're saying to reboot it, but like reboot her. Is that what you're saying? Not reboot it, but continue it. I would have if, if well, back like, in the day. Well, like you could still continue it now and just have no, it be a big I don't, gap. No, I don't between. want it to why, now. Why wouldn't you? Because I want Ingrid Bergman to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. I don't think anyone can play it. You don't think anybody could be? Name someone that could play this. It could be Bergman? Yeah. Isabella Rossellini. Okay, God damn it. <laughs> Do you think she's tired of like doing that, like filling in for her mom? Having to be her mom's Yeah, stuff. The kind of like the shadow of it. Yes. She's funny, by the way. Oh, yeah. Completely funny. Which makes me think that Ingrid Bergman just was just actually oh, more funny than a, you think. I bet she was a ball. All right. What's our last question? Um, last question. Uh, oh, two, two, two words? Yeah. Yeah. Bing. Ring bing. Ring bing? Yeah. Ring bing. The fuck does that mean? What the? What do you mean? What the fuck does that mean? It's called the bells of Saint Mary. What does a bell do, Jeremy? Ring. And who's in this movie? Bing. Correct. Ring, Bing. It's right. <laughs> Your turn. Durgenberg. <laughs> Can't believe I had to explain that to you, and then I had to have you explain. <laughs> what it. does Ring Bing mean? Just Ring Bing means. Boom! Good movie. Ring bing. <laughs> Ring bing? Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so nonsensical. It's the way I work. All right. Go ahead. What are your two favorite words? Uh, two words to describe it. I think uh, 
my two words are proud Mary. Proud Mary. Yeah. Why proud Mary? Because uh, first off, it's the bells of St. Mary. This is St. Mary. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh-huh. the, what about the pride? Part? <laughs> proud because they are very proud of their parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they're so proud Mary. Proud Mary. Keep on turning. Keep turning. Keep keep going. Keep yeah, going they, on that. They keep mm-hmm. going and keep moving forward. Proud uh-huh. Mary. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've been deuced on the uh, bells of St. Mary. <laughs> We wanted to wish you a happy holidays here at the Deuce Podcast. Happy uh, Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, uh, say whatever the hell you want. If you want to say yep. Merry Christmas to each other, say Merry Christmas to each other. If you want to say Happy Holidays, say Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Crap. If you want to believe in the spaghetti monster, believe in the spaghetti monster. Do what you want. But uh, that concludes uh, this episode of uh, the Deuce, the Bells of St. Mary. We'll be back in uh, two two weeks to do. Uh, we're taking the break off for uh, the the holiday. Um, we're going to be doing uh, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, which I'm super yes. excited about. Uh, maybe I haven't decided if I'm excited about this. I, <laughs> I'm excited about this because I I said, hey, what do you want to do to kind of around New Year's Eve? And I'm like, well, New Year's Eve is like Poseidon Adventure to me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, didn't they have a, didn't they have a sequel to that? And we found out that they did. It's called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. And we'll be talking about that piece of crap later on for you. So, But remember, if you need me, dial old Flora Mally. And remember, folks, the sequel is king. Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holiday, happy holiday, may the calendar keep ringing, happy holidays to you. If the traffic noise affects you like a squeaky violin, kick your cares down the stairs, come to Holiday Inn. If you can't find someone who will set your heart a whirl, take your car and motor to the home of Boy Meets Girl. If you're laid up with a breakdown, throw away your vitamins. Grab your nurse and come to Holiday Inn. Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday. While the merry bells are ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday. May the calendar keep ringing, Happy Holiday to you. Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Happy holiday, happy holiday, may the calendar keep ringing, happy holidays.